Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica, the chief, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Ah! Lights! So this is how liberty dies. Thunderous applause. Game over, man. Game over. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Hertzog. And good evening. I'm Miles Stephen Blockman. I'm the often absent M. Zero Garcia. And I'm Dave Sellers. And it's good to be back after about a month hiatus. I think we took maybe a little bit over that. Mostly my fault because I was moving uh, location. So you can see I moved to a place where JJ is now living with me because you can see the lens flare on my uh, window behind me if you are watching us on YouTube. And if you aren't, there's lens flare in the window behind me. So, and Dave's very happy. He's uh, refused to visit me since I moved here because of that. Very Is that why it got colder here all of a sudden? It did. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, well, it's good to be back. It's good to chat with everyone here. And, Em, it's fantastic to have you back on. Yay! I have no massive work projects. Well, I, they all finished up, so I can yeah, just, actually have... Just so you know that M right now is in a cave, which is why you kind of hear the echo there. So she's I'm spelunking. She's, she's, a, she's spelunking right now, so it's great. In- in order not to ruin the show with the elevator sounds, <laughs> I am walking up five flights of stairs to get to my car. So if we hear her panting like in about five minutes, we'll go no, back. Right we'll, now. We'll, I'm we'll, right now. <laughs> we'll go back to our health channel we were doing when we started. <laughs> well, if you don't hear from me and you only hear the panting, call 911. Okay, got it. Got it. We're on it. On it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it's good to. It's, it's good to uh, it's good. <laughs> it's good to uh, see everyone and uh, be chatting here with everyone. If we can kind of uh, get through this episode, um, well, so Miles, why don't you uh, take us in? Tell us a little bit about what is on our uh, sci-fi. What's on our menu tonight? We're we're a diner. Oh, look, we're getting video sure. of the stairs. It's fantastic. But uh, what is on the menu tonight? <laughs> oh, good. We got some points. It's fantastic too. And another point. Uh, and M's waving at us. Yes. Chris is not even here. It's, it's one, one finger wave. It's great. I love yeah. the one fingered wave. Uh, well, <laughs> so we we got some news where Farpoint and Shirley was going to be because um, there was a time not that long ago they they and we weren't all that sure because the decision was made to uh, demolish the Delta Marriott because it's an old falling apart place and uh both uh, conventions have found uh, different venues for for them, and uh, we're excited about that. To be uh, to be fair, everyone's going to miss the orange carpet. So, oh, of course. I mean, yeah. it, it, that was part of its charm. 
Absolutely. I mean, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to miss the Delta Marriott. Don't get me wrong, but it was falling apart. It wasn't <laughs> uh, for those air, reasons. Got it. The air conditioning was last time I was there for shore leave. Um, the air conditioning was having trouble working in uh, some of the uh, uh, panel rooms. Right. So, but, well, it's, it's, uh, it's now it's now the shore leave sauna. So. Uh, that's that you know that's right that's because that's what i want to be and i want to be in a sauna which but with a bunch of geeks who i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but that should should not be a problem this 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 coming year though um this is something i'm really excited about Uh, i can't get enough terminator uh netflix is going to have a terminator animate uh series coming out uh they haven't announced it yet but they dropped a short uh teaser for it uh, Ooh, that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, we fi- the, the actor's strike is finally over. Yay! So the, the, I mean, so they'll get back to work on making the shows we love, and maybe the shows that were supposed to come out will be coming out soon. And um, I had a chance to talk to Mr. Aaron Douglas uh, at Shorely this year. We're going to be uh, dropping our interview with him. Fantastic. So it's going to be good. We're going to have a good show here. Good show here. Well, I think it's time to maybe catch up before we get into any of that. Let's just catch up. It's been a while since we've talked to each other. What's been going on in our science fiction worlds? And uh, Dave, let's start with you. What's going on in your science fiction world? Oh, boy. It's been uh, not, not not a whole awful lot. It's been a pretty pretty big whirlwind around here last several weeks as well um lower decks finished that up for the season another great another great season i i I do love that show so very much um and and then most of my free time has been spent on the playstation with my (laughs) almost 20 year younger knucklehead friends from work um playing call of duty constantly um and since call of duty modern warfare 3 just dropped last week end of last week i've been stuck on that one for a a good bit um most of my other stuff's all been gaming related uh i got the game starfield that uh i think bethesda put out um really great i mean it's a big combination of like Fallout and Skyrim, if you like those things. Uh, a bit buggy here and there, but I, I haven't played it as much as I want to, just because gaming's taken another turn. But it's uh, it's been a lot of fun what I have played. Um, I just got to get it tweaked to be able to actually work a little more smoothly on my computer. It's a it's a pretty powerful game. Um, yeah, that, that's really been a lot of it. I mean, I've rearranged here, so now you guys watching on YouTube don't have to look at the pile of junk behind me that was my wife's crafty stuff. Yeah, so, you so it looks looks a little nicer now. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's a missing yeah, lens flare. Ah. It is. Wah, wah. Uh, JJ just, don't live here. That's right. Although we're seeing a little bit of shine off the head, maybe there's. I was gonna a- say if I get a little <laughs> get a little tighter with the razor, I can uh, get yeah. it right off my head. There you go. I'm trying to provide yeah. some too. Yeah, I see that's that. Good. I see that you're all you're all you're trying to. I have better lens flare over here. Just saying. more lens flare. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, M, how about you? What's going on in your sci-fi world? So, um, Lower Decks. Well, I haven't talked to you guys in forever. I know. So I know that like Strange New Worlds has been was like I just wanted. It was like an endless smorgasbord of great story for me, and I recently rewatched the entire new season which was amazing and earlier we were talking about the musical episode and i was listening to the soundtrack today and i would love to get my hands on that soundtrack but on vinyl yeah, so that i, I can I, get I initially look, when that came out i initially looked for it on vinyl and it's just not out uh they have to put it on vinyl. i know um the cover art is beautiful it deserves to be on an lp um, and Lower Decks, I must have watched the crossover episode at least 20 times by now because of, of the, how many plus I started watching Star Trek in high school. So of the decades of Star Trek that I have watched in my life, that is officially my favorite episode of anything Star Trek. It was super fun to take that to cross those to cross those barriers to go from the two to the three dimensional to the two dimensional to to put those worlds together and in a way that wasn't overly contrived that made sense that was kind of fun and really kind, you know gave us a little a little taste of what was to come for um for lower decks and lower decks delivered like nobody's business and that last episode made me so happy with all the voices with Will Wheaton and with uh, Robert Duncan. I'm going to forget his other name. Just amazing. Amazing. And then I've been mainlining a lot of John Scalzi books. Um, I started with a friend of mine said, Oh, you need to read, you need to read starter villain. It's his newest book. And it's, amazing it blew me out of the water and then i i got the audio version which of course has will Wheaton, who i love um reading it and it's it's the goofiest best story ever and then it, i went down this rabbit hole of consuming um and just you know f- my brain is so full of really great creativity and i love john scalzi i can't wait to see him on the nerd boat when i can totally gush and make an idiot of myself in front of him but um, the Kaiju, Kaiju Protection Society, is that right? That is my, of the like seven Gauzy books I've consumed in the last six weeks. Um, that has been my favorite one, my absolute favorite one. And I listen to it over and over again. Like if I go for a walk, there's always a scene that's really great. Um, I did re-listen over the summer the Piers Anthony series that starts with on a pale horse. Um, what is that called? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, hello. Yeah, oh, there know. you are. Oh, I thought I lost you. You guys were, you guys were so still we're on the listening. screen. We're listening. Um, I'm so captivated. We're listening to- no, I'm not. Um, but that there's like a series of seven books and I, I hadn't listened to those since my twenties. So it was fun to re-listen to those. Um, and then I went to see the Marvels yesterday, which I went with, how, like, I'm go- I, I, I want to talk about it, but I also don't want to spoil anything. So 
I'm, uh, I'm going to try to skirt around this as much as possible without divulging any information that may or may not sway you to see it. But being an avid reader of Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel, and I loved the Ms. Marvel show. Kamala Khan is just the coolest, just the funnest character ever. And I do realize that funnest isn't a word. Right. But it's just delightful. And so seeing the movie, yesterday I went to see the movie, and I set my expectations to low because very rarely has a, has a female-driven cast been written well. But with um, Scarlet Witch and with Ms. Marvel, the TV, with those two TV shows, they did a really good job. So I didn't know what to expect. I had such a good time with that film. I loved so much of it. I loved everything about Carol Danvers. I loved everything about, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name, Captain, um, uh, I want to say Roomba, but that's not right. Um, and Kamala and her, just that storyline. There were moments where I was like, all right, okay, okay. This is very comic booky. I get it. And then it just kept going. I'm truly very satisfied. It's super fun. It's super cute. And I think my favorite line, which I've been repeating all day today is please let the flurkin eat you. Um, <laughs> I've been recite and you'll, when you see the movie, you'll understand. Uh, it was just such a wonderful I, at no time did I want to look at my watch. I just enjoyed it. It was really, really, really lovely. Um, so that's been my, my sci-fi world has been mostly Star Trek, a bunch of audiobooks, and then seeing the Marvels yesterday. Fantastic. Miles, how about you? Um, I, I enjoyed Star Trek Lower Decks this season. It's still a little too silly for me, but I like the story arc. I, I like the whole what they did with bring, I mean, now it's been out for a while, so I'm going to spoil a little bit. Um, we, we got Nick Lucarno back and I love the, the inside jokes. It's like, mm-hmm. does he look like Tom Paris? No, I don't see it. I don't see uh, it. But yeah, but so, <laughs> but you know, so there was, so I, I like that there was a, a story arc this time. Sometimes episodic works, but uh, you know, the, the, this is a little more serialized, a little story going out through the whole season. Um, and, and and we find out why Mariner is as self destructive as, as as she is. You know she mm. you know there's there's a tra- she you know she suffered a tragedy. So that that was that was good. I like that. Um, Quantum Deep is back on Peacock. I'm enjoying that. Uh, watch uh, a Justice League uh, animated movie, War World on uh, on Max. And I gave in. Stars had a deal. 40 bucks for like a year. And so nice. I, I, I signed up for it. I could catch up on Outlander. I have to wait so long for it to drop on Netflix. But, you know, there's two seasons. I haven't seen the last two seasons of Outlander, and I'm now almost finished with the last season. So I'm enjoying Outlander. And uh, I'm re- reading a lot. Uh, there, there's a book series by Michael Roberts, An Alternative History of the American Revo- Revolution. Uh, there's five books in this series. There's like a bonus book. Uh, I finished it up. They ended the book kind of on a cliffhanger, so I'm hoping that there's a it continues. Hopefully, there's a there's a, there's a sixth book in that. I recently purchased and I started reading Time Visitor, a time travel romance by uh, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, Elsie uh, Douglas. 
So that's that's what I'm uh, doing right now, sci-fi wise. Nice. What's in your sci-fi world, Scott? Oh, um, uh, let's see. What's in my sci-fi world? We've been moving, and so that's been a lot of my sci-fi world. But uh, been watching League of Legends Worlds is happening right now, and so I've been watching a lot of League of Legends, which I guess puts me a little bit into the gaming era of things. Um, I've been watching um, uh, Rebels. Uh, is that what it is? Is that what it is that I'm watching that I told you about, Dave? Uh, yes, the one yeah, with Ezra Bridger. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so I'm in yeah. middle season three with that. So just past the episode where they they finally saw found the Dark Saber, which is fantastic. I didn't even realize the Dark Saber was in Rebels. Um, so it was neat to kind of see that storyline. Uh, come out and so that was so that's been so i've been watching that when i've had a little bit of downtime i'm continuing to work my way through the dresden Files series i'm on book 12 and just finished a collection of short stories in that and that's been fantastic at the last at the end of the last book i almost gave up they killed the main character but he's back as a ghost in this next one so it's fantastic so that's awesome. No, it is. That's so, amazing. But you get, like uh, Jim Butcher just is a fantastic writer in this series. It's kind of his quintessential series. And I uh, kind of, uh, he kind of came, I, I wasn't aware. I mean, I, I remember the Dresden Files being a kind of a goofy TV series in the early 2000s, but mm. and ended up not watching it then. And I was watching an interview with Patrick Rothfuss. And uh, him and Jim Butcher, I guess, are friends, and they've been on some of his video content, so that put him on the radar. And then our principal, kind of uh, ex-principal, he's now a middle school principal, huge geek, though, and he just said, hey, you uh, you really should check out the Dresden Files. So I've been working my way through them ever since, and I've absolutely been loving them. And, nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I watched some Loki. I got about, I'm about three episodes in, and I'm woefully behind being that the finale just came, so. Oh, I did watch Loki. Yeah. Me I want to add that to my list. I forgot yeah. that was even on. I have to go back over and watch that one. Yeah. Well, oh, I entire- haven't watched because I want to talk about it. Ah, spoilers don't bother me. Yeah. I, no, I really, I, in this case, well, this is, I don't want to take anything away from the experience of how this story finishes. Well, so I, 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 I do so know that he, that according to Tom Hiddleston, like this is it, he's done. With, yeah, he's done with Loki. So this is that's true. That's this is the uh, final hurrah for Loki. So, but seeing that final hurrah is really cool and strange and goofy at a point, but it's so lovely. I, I, I'm gonna. I don't want. I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to take away from that moment of like, oh, I get it. This is awesome from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that. But that- then when Superman shows up and then Batman, it's so weird. <laughs> right. It's fantastic. It'll blow your mind, Dave. It will blow your mind. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. And it was completely directed by J.J. Abrams. Oh. Totally. <laughs> Lots of lens flare in the finale. It was fantastic. All, All you lens guys flare. know how to gaslight me better than anyone. I'm and like- then Chris, <laughs> yeah. Fine, Chris Fine shows up as Thor. It's fantastic. It's Thor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but the best I'm part sorry. about it is it's a musical. The finale is a musical. Oh, yes. beautiful! All done, oh, in the, all they, done, all done in the style of K-pop. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, Lin Manuel oh, Miranda wrote it, and he just—it was a big stretch for him. It was awesome. <laughs> it's up for a Tony. Yeah, did you know that? It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, you guys! That's why I love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Ahsoka! I'm very curious what you guys thought of Ahsoka as someone who did not watch Rebels or the other one, the the the, the other cartoon um, animated Star Wars. I'm Clone very Wars. curious. Clone Wars, yeah. I'm very curious what um, how you guys felt about Ahsoka. Yeah, so I enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I think uh, like I liked it a lot. Um, it's it's the reason the reason I'm watching Rebels is because of Ahsoka. I'm like, there's stuff here that was in here that I missed because I didn't watch Rebels, so I wanted to go back and watch Rebels. But thoroughly, thoroughly, from my end, enjoyed it. Dave, you enjoyed it too, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. The highlight of the this television season for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely was was great. It, it shows you how long I've, I've since I've been on the show, Dave. I can't tell if it's sarcasm or not. Oh no, oh, no that that is that is true. That is as <laughs> okay, truly good. honest as I could ever be. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. all of, every tell a Star Wars television thing that they've come with here now has just been amazing to me. Yeah. Yay. But it's nice when you have people who know what they're so, doing and know the material. I, I would argue that the, the weakest link in the whole Star Wars things has been probably Boba Fett. Because I, I, I guess only part because I had different expectations for the show. I loved the Mandalorian parts. I loved Cad Bane. I loved, that, I loved the Marshall. Like, there were parts of it I loved. But as a whole, I you know, everyone wants... Boba Fett to be a badass and it felt like he was that that was kind of he was kind of I don't know had that taken away from him a little bit but yeah. again I would say it's I enjoyed it I look forward to watching it it just wasn't like if I were to rate all the Star Wars TV series that came out since Disney was putting them out that would be probably lowest on my list you're not wrong I, I would I would That's agree with fair. that yeah, yeah. But I, it's still better than a lot Boba of other sci-fi apps. So, Boba it, was so slow. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, it ranks the same way I would rank Star Trek Voyager in the Trek series. Right. It, it's at the bottom of my list, but I'll watch it over ninety percent of anything else. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the, the, the one thing it does do is it makes in it makes canon something we knew for a long time about how Boba survives the Sarlacc pit. Like, you, yeah. you get that. And so there, there, it definitely brought something to the table. Um, and it also brought it also brought Vespas into the Star Wars universe. So I'm all for it. It's great. Fantastic. <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> you know? So now Vespas nice. are canon. So guess what I was sitting in my garage? A Vespa. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. But... <laughs> Hey, that'd be great for a fuel economy to get to work now. Yeah, it would. It would get, yeah. and, and I could get one to match my nails. That's even better. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love you. So let's go into our news stories. What do you want to talk about first? Well, I have some listener feedback from Ooh. our last show. Good. Uh-oh. That would be pretty cool to share. So yeah, let's share. Know, Did they earn a prize? Did they earn a prize, Dave? No, there was nothing with the prize on this. This was just a comment on 
uh, our, our topic du jour of the day. Which was what? I forget what we were talking which about. Which was the movie Event Horizon. Ooh. Scott's favorite movie. Ooh, yeah. The one I continue to fast forward through. Got it. I haven't I haven't slept in weeks because of that movie. Thank you, Dave Sellers, for suggesting it. Hey, magical. So this comes from Tom Henson. Uh, I know he's commented on a lot of things over the years that, that I've seen. Um, during our discussion there, we talked about the 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 set of the the ship Event Horizon, the interior stuff, and how you know we we commented talked about how it looked very very much like a church mm-hmm. the way they, they ran all that. Well, he, uh, Tom says to us, you know, you know, at one point you mentioned he thought parts of the ship looked like a church that was deliberately done by the people making the movie. He watched a uh, making of behind the scenes special that was aired on HBO before the movie's theatrical release. And they mentioned that in order to ensure the interior of the ship looked suitably Gothic, they copied a lot of architectural elements from Notre Dame cathedral. Ooh. <laughs> So we were pretty spot on with that. I so. didn't, and I didn't know that. No. So thank you, Tom. Yeah. Thank you, Tom, for your feedback and uh, keep it coming, man. I would it's just say stuff. that I would just say this watching event horizon was far from a religious experience for me. Although I was saying, <laughs> Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, what's going to happen next. It was not religious. Just, you know, I felt like I need to go to confession. I'm not even Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, yes, but thanks. So guys, keep them coming. Uh, you get the feedback here. I'll read it on the show. Sounds good. Sounds good. Miles, what do we want to start with first here? Let's talk about um, Farpoint and Shoreleaf. Yeah. So the deal is, we 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 got news. I guess it was late this summer, early this fall, that Delta Hotels were Farpoint and Shoreleaf were held for years. Um, that they were shutting down and the venue and they were tearing it down actually. So it wasn't just like you can't come to our venue anymore. It was, they're shutting down. They were not going to exist anymore with left, uh, two of our favorite conventions. If you followed the show for a long time, you know that these are two conventions we go to regularly. And, uh, it's been, uh, it's been neat kind of just to, I don't know, be a part of it. And now they were without homes, but we got, we got some news as far as where these are going to be. Why don't we start with Farpoint? What do we know about where Farpoint's going to be this year? So Farpoint is going to be at the Double Tree by uh, Hilton, Double Tree by Hilton in Pikesville. And Em informed us earlier that um, that hotel is not far from the old Delta Marriott, so it won't change. Um, anything as far as um you know um the drive to get there so that, that that's good uh far point will be from february 9th through the 11th um and uh as far as shore leave is before, you, before you get that just uh one more thing about far point one more thing about one more thing about Farpoint is that we have, of course, Tawny Newsom. You were talking about Lower Decks. So she is, of course, our favorite captain's daughter in Lower Decks. And um, and then Orville and uh, the the guy, well, who is it? Um, I forget his name. Oh, Jay Lee. Jay Lee. Jay Lee from Orville. And then mm-hmm. Cal Dodd from X-Men. I assume the animated series Wolverine from that. And then mm-hmm. Aaron McDonald, who's a science advisor to the Star Trek universe. So some neat guests that are going to be there. 
Yes, uh, Am, you're you're going you're going to miss uh, Mariner if you, if if you, if you don't make it to Farpoint this year. No pressure. Uh, maybe I should go for just I can go for just a day. I there just I have Nerd Cruise like two and a half <laughs> three weeks after that, and I don't want to miss it. So I, and I want to be respectful of like there's a lot of folks on there who I I just. I have a lot of friends who are immunocompromised and I'm, I, I would like to see them. And so I don't want to bring them any con crud. Yep. Absolutely. So yep. <laughs> All right. So let's so uh, talk about uh, shore leave then. So shore leave is actually going to be moving up closer to where we are. Uh, they're going to be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania uh, next year from, July the 26th to 28th um, at the Wyndham Lancaster Resort and Convention Center. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't really have much. There's no information on guests yet. They usually don't announce guests till towards the end of the year and, and sometimes not even till far point. So, uh, but uh, I'm sure a lot of the authors that we know and love will be there. Uh, they will be, be scientists, artists, and performers. And I'm sure they'll get, they had some great, uh, celebrity guests this past year. I'm sure they'll get some great ones uh, for, for for next year also. Yeah. Well, so this hotel is the uh, what in for those of you in the Lancaster area used to be the the Lancaster host, and they just redid it. And it's absolutely gorgeous inside. It's it's virtually a new hotel. So if you come to this convention, you'll be in for a real treat. So. Yep. And bring your family because Dutch Wonderland's right across the street. Yeah, they can go to Dutch Wonderland. <laughs> they can go to Dutch uh, Wonderland. You can hang out with us, nerds. Yeah. Absolutely. What? Okay, as a Northern Virginian, what is Dutch Wonderland? <laughs> Dutch Wonder. Yeah. D- Dutch Wonderland is the kitty version of Hershey Park. They're both owned by Hershey. Yeah, it's like uh, so think of it, it like Great Adventure, like one of those theme parks. Yeah, except it, it's it. very young kid oriented. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. They got a water park there too, so if you know, it's be in the middle of summer. Okay, good to know. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So anyways, that's the convention update, (laughs) and we're excited about that. And that that area of Lancaster, uh, lots of restaurants, lots of stores. It's kind of a touristy type area. Um, It's it's, it's a pretty good location for a con. I would say I I would agree with that. Maybe if I mask up and only go for Mariner, and then I can just lose my, you know, just – become a giant dork. Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. I fucking like it. You're right. like, <laughs> that's, it. that's a reenactment of what will actually Right, right, happen. right, right. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, we witnessed this in M before, so it's not too far from oh, the yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, like, there's just, there's, like, usually I sit and I try to keep my five-second rule where if I meet someone that I'm a huge fan of, I count to five before I say anything. But then the moment actually happens and my brain stem detaches from the rest of my body and just does whatever it wants. And then when it comes back, I, I replays the what just happened and I spend like an hour and a half regretting absolutely all of it. And then inevitably somebody goes, oh, aren't you cute? Or they go, hi, okay, security. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. Well, At least, like when I did it when I did it to Rob Balson, God bless him. He very sweetly just said, Can I give you a hug? 
And he, he embraced me. This was at New York Comic Con a long time ago. And my friends were standing there. I don't even remember what happened. They had to recount it for me because my whole soul left my body. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> oh, I've had some experiences. You yeah. know, everybody should have that experience. They meet somebody they love. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Miles, I understand there's an animated series that you are enthusiastic about. You want to tell us about this? I am. So um, I just found out a few days ago, uh, Netflix is going to be having a animated uh, Terminator series. Um there is a teaser, but the teaser doesn't really tell you much of anything. It just gives you credits. There's no, there's some pictures on the internet about what the animation looked like, but uh, as far as uh, as far as much what's going on, uh, but but uh, what we do know is um, That's it's going to take place. Why they call it a teaser? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's it's it's, it's barely. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, as teasers go, it's kind of. Um, underwhelming, but um, okay. That's a, but but that's okay. I mean, look, we're we're gonna get you know the Terminator animated anime series, so I'm excited for that. And Yay. it's gonna take place sometime after the events of uh, uh, Terminator Two. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so that's a little. Do you know? Well, I'm curious if they're gonna erase Terminator Three and Four. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. That's a great. Oh. Well, they've 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 sort of done that before. Um, yeah. The the f- trying to think uh, Terminator Genesis, you know, mm-hmm. trying to just reboot the whole series by even even er- you know erasing what happened in Terminator One. Um, but then they brought then they did uh, uh, the, the the last term, uh, Terminator movie um, and kept and kept it well basically just. Only acknowledge what happened in uh, in two. Mm. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm a, like I'm trying. I may have blocked out why I don't like three because I didn't like it, but I feel like there were parts of two that I could have done without. But I enjoyed where the story went because it really did. You got to know about Miles uh, Miles Dyson, right? Yep. And and where all of that came from, so I'm kind of okay with deleting everything, even the newest one where Linda Hamilton came back. A dark fate. Yeah, yeah. that one was. I mean, it wasn't pain. It wasn't painful. Like Genesis. <laughs> Genesis was painful. Um, <laughs> but Matt Smith, to say. I, dark fate. I don't know. Like yeah. Miles, you're I feel like you're the you're the you you the the Terminator world, like those kind of films are ones that like you're in that you like and you want to make sure are taken care of and well respected. Like uh, is there anything in the article that says that talks about like are they bringing anybody from the Terminator world or is this like all new people, all new ideas? We don't have a whole lot of information. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just that some, I, I th- it hints that it'll take place sometime after the second, the events of the second movie. Okay. 
Sorry, just super curious. Oh no, I'm, I'm curious too. There's just there's just really, I would love a little more information. There just isn't any. Yeah, yeah. So well, sneaky. Yeah. Well, the uh, the other news that dropped is that we're getting a third Tron movie. What? Tron Ares coming out in 2025. Where the where the Ares where showcases Ares Leto's computer program on a journey from the digital world into the human one. <clears throat> I have a follow up question: Did we need a third Tron movie? Always the, the <laughs> and, and we need and, and we need Daft Punk doing the musical soundtrack for it again. Uh, Is Jeff Bridges going to be in it? So no word in that. The cast list right now is Greta Lee from uh, she was in one of the Spider-Man movies, Jared Leto, and even Peters, Cameron Monaghan, Jodie Turner-Smith, and Sarah Disjardins. Probably pronouncing the name wrong. Those are the uh, those are the ones that the uh, the four actors right now, and uh, it's hard. They it's obviously in production. So uh, you lost me at Jared Leto. Okay. I would. I'm. I'm gonna need to see trailers. Yeah, absolutely. To disconnect, because I I saw that dumb vampire movie he did. Oh, yeah. That's that's you know, 103 minutes. I am never getting back. <laughs> I would. I would rather watch. Um. What's the guy on the motorcycle whose head is on fire? Ghost Rider. Oh, I man. would rather watch Ghost Rider 1 <laughs> yeah. and 2 than watch another Jared Leto movie. Did you know they're making a Gladiator 2? Yeah. Really? I, yep. Gladiator 2 is coming out, too. Oh, I learned yesterday, for those of you who are old enough, do you remember a TV show um, uh, called The Fall Guy? With yes. The, yep. the, the guy who played the $6 million man. Lee Majors. Uh, Lee Majors. So that's a movie coming in March of 2024. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know if Lee Majors is still alive, but it's. Um, he is. I hope there's a cameo. Because I loved that. Show. I loved. I have very fond memories of sitting. I guess I was on. Was it a Saturday night or a Thursday night show? I thought it was a weekday show. I, I, you're right. And it was an eight o'clock weekday show because I was allowed to watch it. But I have very fond memories of watching that with my dad, like because my mom would, my mom didn't like it, but dad and I would watch that. I liked Heather Thomas in it. She was a hottie for her time. Just saying, yeah, she's still kind of a hottie. <laughs> yep, yep. She's not my type, but she's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good, very good. Well, you shall see how any of these movies do. They're also coming out with a Mean Girls, another Mean Girls movie. So now that's, that's what we need. <laughs> we do, we do. So I, I saw the trailer for that. Mean Girls, uh, like seven or eight years after the movie came out, was um, someone wrote a libretto for it, and it turned into a musical that has been on Broadway. And it was previewing and running, like, previews, meaning, like, before they were ready for Broadway – they did test runs here in Washington and I managed to score like a $5 preview show. Let me tell you, if this was just like the draft of the show, I'm sure I haven't seen the actual Broadway version. It was amazing. 
So what we're getting is not a remake and not a continuation, but they've taken the musical and all the music from the stage adaptation and they've turned it into a film. So it does like when I first saw the commercial, I was like, oh, it never needed a two. But then when I saw what it was like, oh, no, it's the musical. I it, much like people who were kind of crapping on Barbie and then they I pushed them to see it and they're like, oh, yeah, I get it now. I, I encourage you, whichever way you want to watch it, either pay for a ticket or watch it for, you know, it's streaming. You'll enjoy it. If you like a good, fun, goofy mu- musical that's really well done, like the Star Trek one that was this summer, um, you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. No, well, maybe I'll have to give it a chance. But, yeah. Defender of the arts. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, do we have any other news before we get into our interview? Yeah, so uh, we got some good news. Um about a week or two ago, um, the actor strike is uh, finally over. Uh, they they've been able to come to agreement. I just I just pulled a few things just to just to read uh, from this article. Uh, negotiations have approved a tentative agreement that will end the longest actor strike against the film and TV studios in Hollywood history. In announcement: The union said that the 100 day 118 day strike would officially end. This, I guess this is last Thursday. The two sides spent the last several days putting fishing touches on the deal, which will see the first ever protection for actors against uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and a pay, historic pay increase. The deal will see most minimums increase by 7%, 2% above the increase received by the Writers Guild of America and Directors Guild. Um, I'll just read one more thing off this. Uh, the deal also includes a streaming participation bonus <clears throat> to an email sent to uh, SAG-AFRA. Um, members as well as increases in pension and health contributions. The union said the contract is worth more, more than one billion in total. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the these, these actors got. I mean, the big thing was the AI and them not making money off the streaming, not making as much money as they should have off the streaming. And um, it looks like they they would have come to uh, a favorable agreement for that. It's a big deal and it's a big win. They deserved so much more for it. You know, I doing voice work. I am not in the guild, but I got a lot of offers to do stuff as scab work. And I turned it, I turned it all down because there's, it it made sense. Like there might be a day where I get like, even they should just be protected in general. But the idea that someone can just take your likeness and your voice and run it through AI and create anything they want, make you say anything they want, like to have your image just like a, like a loosey goosey doll that, that they can do anything they want with. And then they own that in perpetuity is, is not fair. Like there's clearly a talent and, 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 and there's a gift by, for what that person can do. And just assuming, just it to me, it seems like you're just you're basically stealing the soul of the person and making them superfluous because you've digitized them to do to be a marionette for your pleasing. And I, I support it a thousand percent. I was so happy when I heard that it was that it was done done. And can, can I ask you? A question? This is a related, but not but but maybe, maybe not as related. You've seen the new Flash movie, right? Yes. Yeah. The whole um, 
cameo montage scene. Uh, we got a lot. We saw a lot of people that have that have they're passed. They're, they, they're passed away. They're they're, they're gone. Um, my understanding is the the family has to give approval to use use stuff like that for for something like this. As I understand it, it's the estate of the person. Whoever runs the estate of the person who has passed away has to give permission and has, and they're paid for, um, they're basically paid for their, their acting. Even if they're like the clips, the, um, some of the clips were actually taken from Superman with, uh, what's his name? The original, super, the second original Superman. Some George of those, George, uh, not George, was George, oh, that's right. George Reeves was in that one too. But um, what's Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. There we go. So having his likeness altered from old film like that, they his estate has to has to give approval and and sign off. So with if this had not passed, it would have easily given anybody who had created that AI image of Christopher Reeve, like, well, I own, I created and own that version of Christopher Reeve. So I can do whatever the hell I want with it. Um, and it, it just, it's, it's just gross. It's just really gross. Like you pay for the talent, you know, you pay for the talent. There's a story of um, a woman who was in a, in a, at a plaza in Spain, the big, beautiful plaza. She sees Pablo Picasso. He's, you know, much older, clearly very famous. And she asked him to doodle something for him. And so he doodle or for them, he doodles it and then tells the person that'll be, you know, a thousand dollars. And they said, but you just doodled it on a napkin. And he said, you're not paying for the doodle. You're paying for the 35, 40 years of artistic growth and talent that I have. And that makes complete and total sense to me. I mean, if they wanted a doodle, they could make their own damn doodle. Right. But when you ask Pablo Picasso for a free doodle, eh, yeah, I expect a little snark. You just being a cheap bastard. Sorry, (laughs) uh, a cheap bonehead. (laughs) You could bleed that out, right? No, you (laughs) do. Hey, is this? Wait, I have another question. Is this? This is unrelated. Is it true that we're getting an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two? I have heard that as well. So I just said, it says this news is that Kenobi set to captive audience is next spring, 2024. <laughs> so that seems yes, soon, but hey, yes, please. Totally. That could be interesting. Yeah. What did you guys think of Obi-Wan? Um, oh, I just don't, I wonder, God. I wonder if this is true. That's all I'm wondering. Uh, but I can tell if it's true, depending on what, um, what's his name? Scottish McCotty pants looks like right now. Hold on. You and McGregor. McGregor. And then we got to get to our interview. Okay. Go to the interview and I'll give you the information after. We can do it. Um, (laughs) Season two. All right. Um, Go ahead and um, they no. It's just possible. Like there's no news. Uh, it's not okay. an active development. Yeah, there's release dates and rumors. I don't know that we know about it. 
if he if he is not shaving because he always shaves or he has a mustache if he's growing a full beard out in like then he's gonna it'll it's a thing i would totally be i you know i i think they'd be stupid not to assuming that he's in it but you know we'll see we'll see we'll see but all right, Miles, uh, you ran into Aaron Douglas. Uh, Dave, were you a part of this interview? I was not. Okay, but Miles, you were. Tell us a little bit about how this interview went down. As one of our favorite Cylons, uh, you got a chance to interview him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he was one of the guests at Shrew Leave, along with Grace Park. Uh, Grace Park uh, was a very popular guest. Her, her line... Um, you know, for, for her pictures and autograph, um, went way back. Um, it was, it was a sight to behold. I think it's the first time I ever saw that happen before. I'm hoping that Aaron Douglas may have benefited from that somehow, but, um, but yeah, um, I, I, I got permission to ask him if he'd be okay for possibly doing an interview this weekend, if he had some time and he, and he was amenable to that. Uh, I want to thank, uh, my friend, uh, Judy, uh, Judy, she was his, uh, handler assistant, and uh, she helped uh, coordinate and facilitate that. I actually went to a back room area. If you walk towards, well, it's kind of relative now that the Decon is set to be demolished. But uh, <laughs> right. um, when you walk towards the back, um, there was a just curtained area where they made a room. So he and I sat back there and, uh, um, you know, we had a nice conversation. Very good. Very good. Well, we can't wait to share it, and uh, we're going to air it here, and then we'll come back after the uh, after the show to wrap everything up. Sci-fi fans, we're at Shirley 43, and we're hanging out with Mr. Aaron Douglas, a man with an impressive IMD resume of many genre credits, movies, and voice work. Battlestar Galactic fans know and love him for playing Chief Tyrell, the man who kept the Vipers flying on the reimagined Battlestar Galactica for four seasons, two uh, BSG movies, and a miniseries. Mr. Douglas, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Thanks for having me. Delighted to have you. Can you tell us the story of how you got the role of Chief Tyrell? Uh... Auditioning for that, just like anything else. Mm-hmm. I auditioned for originally for Apollo, didn't mm-hmm. get that, and then uh, they called me back for Gata, didn't get that, which is good because AJ's far better than me at that stuff. And uh, and then David Ike once said, Chief and uh, Colonel Ty were supposed to be uh, the same age. Okay. And then uh, David Ike said, you know, we got we got a lot of old guys on this show. <laughs> Uh, or Michael Reimer said that, one of the two. And David Icke said, well, what about Aaron Douglas for this chief character? Because he's the, the chief is not uh, is not filled. The mm-hmm. role's not filled. And so they went, yeah, that sounds great. And that's how I got the role. I, I can't imagine anybody playing it. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I, you, you rocked it. Uh, 
what inspiration did you draw on when for giving life to uh, Tyrell? Uh, I don't really do that thing. I'm not that kind of actor. Okay. I just learn my lines and say them as simply as I possibly can. That's that's my method of acting. Mm-hmm. I have. I couldn't teach a class because I have no idea what the hell I do. Well, whatever whatever you do, you make it work. Thank you. Absolutely. When it was announced uh, who the final five Cylons were, and your character is one of them, what was your reaction? Uh, at first, I didn't like it because uh, I thought they were taking a character the fans really like, turning him into somebody that they're going to hate. Uh, but I was wrong, and I had a long chat with Ron Moore about it, and uh, he was absolutely right. He said, uh, you know, you've trusted us so far, and we've done right by you, and and uh, just keep trusting us. And I said, yeah, and he was 100% right, and I'm thrilled and honored to be uh, to be one of the final five. I think it's a very cool thing. It made for great storytelling. Yes. Oh, Ron's genius. Mm-hmm. You had the opportunity to work with uh, two great veteran actors, uh, two of those being uh, Edward James Alamos and Mary McDonald. What was that experience like for you? Uh, Mary is the greatest actor I've ever worked with. And okay. It's not even close. She is so sweet. She's so kind. She looks through your eyes down into your soul. Uh, she is uh, she's just wonderful. She's tremendous. Um, yeah, I, I, I cannot say enough about uh, working with Mary. She's, she's a little bit mom, she's a little bit sister, and she's everything uh, wonderful friend. She's just a, a kind and, and lovely person. Fantastic. Um, so not only are you an accomplished actor, you're also a published author. Can you please tell us a little bit about uh, 10 Years to Death? 10 Years to Death is a comic book I did wrote for Aftershock Comics. Um, it's a... It's based on a true story from when I was eight years old. I had an uncle that lived with us, and he worked at a prison, and he would come home after his shifts and tell my dad stories about from the jail what happened. And one night he came home really late at night, and he was very, very upset. And he started telling my dad the story, and I got out of bed, and I sat at the top of the stairs, unbeknownst to them, and I listened to the story, and it haunted me for 40 years. And so I, uh, a few years ago, Joe Pruitt, who is the publisher over at uh, Aftershock, said, well, let's make it a comic book. Write it down. So I wrote it, and uh, it's done quite well for them. They're happy with it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. The, I have a book, three-book series called Borealis coming out for Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. First book is in October, and then I think it's like a few weeks and a few weeks, so the three books will come out. And I'm writing that with Mark Verheiden, who ran the writer's room of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and has show run a bunch of other shows. Uh, he's a very, very good friend of mine and an awesome writer. So, uh, yeah, that's the current project that we're working on together. And more importantly, how can folks get a copy of uh, 10 Years of Death and some of this? Uh, go to your local comic book shop and ask for it. I know that you can order it online, uh, and it's uh, online for the Kindle, too. Okay, somebody, great. somebody told me the other day that they bought it on Kindle, and and apparently, if you read it on Kindle, it comes up panel by panel, not page by page, which is a really kind of a cool way to, to read a comic book, I would think. I haven't done it, but I'm going to try it when I get home. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you told us a little about your, your new publisher will be coming out. Is there anything else uh, on the horizon that we can be plugging for you? Uh, I did. We're on the writer's strike right now, so we're not filming anything, but I did film some things earlier this year. I did a Hallmark movie called The Wedding Cottage, which, is, which came out, on, I think, in April which is a very, very sweet film. And I did another movie called Buying Back My Daughter, which is based on a true story, which is really, it's about human trafficking. It's a terrible story. Uh, And that's on Lifetime. And then I did a movie for the new network, uh, Great American Family, with Candace Cameron Bure, 
Uh, Candace is awesome to work with, uh, and that's called My Christmas Hero, and that comes out at Christmas time. Fantastic. Uh, Mr. Douglas, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks for having me. And we're back. So, uh, M, verdict on the beard. No beard. So, uh, yeah, no beard. Right. So, it's still, it's a rumor. It is, it's rumor. So, hey, I hope it is, but I hope it actually comes to fruition. But hey, you know, whatever. Um, well, I believe that's about it. M, it's been fantastic having you on the show again. I've missed you guys. Yeah. I've missed you guys so much. So I'm you glad- know, I was chatting with a buddy of mine the other day, and I said, "I was say, I he was asking like, aren't you on a podcast?" And I said, "I'm more of a like and special guest at this point because I just <laughs> keep like getting screwed up with either there's something going on with the house or work, and I don't get to come on as often as I want to. And um, I mean, it's really a, a lovely blessing to get some time with you guys." Like I just love you, and it's really fun to like you know dick around with Dave about JJ Abrams. <laughs> Don't bleep that out either. It's like I mean it exactly how I said it. Like it's just it's really fun to watch his forehead turn into a bunch of speed bumps. It's awesome. Right. Oh, we missed you. Yeah, fantastic. I can I know that the three of you are messaging like, oh my god. Could she be gone for another three months? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I'll, I'll pull up my chat and show it to you. That is not the case. <laughs> she won't shut as you could uh, maybe see the windows, although you can't see too much. So. Exciting. You can, see, you can see the lens flare there. J.J. Abrams is here. Just so you know, Dave. <laughs> God. Long live J.J. Abrams. Ugh. You, can see, you can see the lens flare on my window. Can you see it, guys? It's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's brightest day. Gotta love that recessed lighting. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm curious. Did you guys, have you guys talked about, well, I'm sure you have, but like the musical, um, uh, uh Star Trek, Strange oh, New so, Worlds. Oh, so yeah. So Space Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just listened to the soundtrack again today and I, 
I don't like musical episodes of things because they're usually super contrived and forced. But this was the most amazing, well-written, like, it was it was beautifully crafted. Whoever they got to write the libretto and and to write the, the music, it's, it is my favorite thing to listen to now. Nice. It works. It, it, it doesn't have any business working, but it works. The, 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 the music, <laughs> it advances the story. It, yeah. You know, e- e- even the Klingons doing the K-pop. It's hilarious. Oh my god, that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody here likes it, but I think it's funny. Let me, let me, oh, I want to guess who doesn't like it. I'm going to guess Dave doesn't like it, and I'm going to guess that um, Scott tolerates it. Oh no! I love Send that. this lady a prize. I I, I love that episode. I, I you did? Probably, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a huge fan of it. I went, I went, I did the same thing after I watched it. I watched the episode two or three times, and then I listened to the soundtrack beyond it because I liked it. The episode was great, but the, the Klingon K-pop. I'm sorry, if I have Klingon warriors there, that darn well better be some kind of death metal. You don't That's know. Good. I. You don't know. You don't know would, they're... It does not bring honor to the Empire. Please. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, this shit. This is stuff. This is shit we should be talking about on the show. Absolutely. Kitty cat. I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, I've been recording, so we're good. Okay. You know the drill, Em. Oh, I'm always but recording. I said. I. <laughs> what, you said the S word? You always haven't yeah. been around the show for too often. We have Chrissy. Oh, God, now. yeah. It's gone downhill. I mean, so. to my detriment, I know that you always have it running. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, you All right. Some of that stuff is improv- improvisational. Conversational. Yeah, so we uh, we obviously are talking shore leave in the move, right? Yes. And that's not on the list, but Miles, can you throw that on the list? I guess I could too, but yeah, we, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it on the list. Um, and uh, uh, that, that's that's newsworthy. Are we doing any? Okay. Inter- do we have any interviews to go yet? I would suggest our Aaron Douglas interview from Shore Leave that will finish up our celebrity interviews, and then we'll ha- we have one more interview. We, I did a, interviewed an author at Shore okay. Leave. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. So Aaron Douglas would be fantastic. We, well. We should say. I mean, I'll, uh, we should announce the. The venue for uh, Farpoint also. I mean, they're still in the Maryland area, but you know, the, the news is they both both cons found a place to to house, you know, to to host the. Do we convention. know where Farpoint's at? We can look it up real fast. Do oh, I still please. get over your painted freaking fingernails, Scott? I love <laughs> it. That's awesome. Did you lose a bet? I didn't. So here's the deal. Here, here, I'm recording right. <laughs> So this is a yes. story, right? So I grew up in an era where, you know, guys just didn't get their fingernails painted, right? This was not, my father never did it. And, you know, mom never took us to the spa to do it. You know, my mom never painted her fingernails, period. You know, so like, this is kind of, fu- this is kind of, a uh, you know, not something I did, right? So <clears throat> Saturday, Kiefer, Kristen, and I, you know, we, we went, we went to a spa and it was a package for like a facial, which I like facials. It cleanses your skin and all, right? And then um, and then a massage. And then in this package, what we didn't realize was a manicure. Well, fine. You know, I don't mind getting my nails done. They're terrible uh, because I, you know, 
especially since I've been doing a lot of work around the farm to get it cleaned up and ready to go, right? <clears throat> so Kiefer and I have our massages first, and then because of there, there's limited personnel, um, I went and got a facial done, and Kiefer went to get a manicure. I come out of my facial, which took way longer than his manicure, and he's sitting there eating lunch, right? And I sit down, like, so how was your facial? He goes, I didn't have a facial. And he holds out his hand, and they are literally glitter blue fingernails. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I love, like, it, I love it. I love it. I love so it. So my first response is like, that is uh, unique. That's not something that I ever did. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up, guys just did not do that. Right. So that was my response. So he knew I was like real excited about it. Um, so we ate, we ate lunch and then I go back to get my manicure. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with him. Right. I'm going to do it as well. Just to like, see, it just to, sh you know, part of, part of it's solidarity and part of it is like, <laughs> I'm not afraid to do this either type thing. So I went, I got a blue, a little bit different blue. And I came out, he was in for his facial. So he came out after and he looked and fell over. He could not believe I got my fingernails plated blue. So it was totally <laughs> worth it. Um, and then Monday, literally I, I teach three blocks. I have two blocks of like 10th grade, you know, just general level students. And then I have a, um, a block of honors, 11th and 12th grade. Well, guess which class didn't say anything about my fingernails? Your honors class. My honors class didn't say a thing. They had to see it. <laughs> my other blocks, you know, they came in and they saw it and they were whispering to each other. And so I just addressed the elephant in the room and told them the story. I, I But yeah. So anyways, that's why my fingernails are painted, right? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love great. it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Just so you know. Mr. Dave Sellers, I went down to visit Mr. Tyler Lloyd today, and I'm uh -huh. sitting in his room, you know, and I, I tell him this story, right? He goes, oh, that's okay. My wife wanted to go get a manicure. He holds up his hand. His fingernails are all black. <laughs> so he has fingernails too. So solidarity in numbers, Dave. You're next. You're next, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell chance you. chance this pen, side of Hades, pen, my friend. Pen Manor Let colors. Me. Pen Manor colors. Come on. Uh. That's in so, my blood. I don't need it on my nails. <laughs> so here's something I'm going to say, and it's not specifically just the nail varnish, yep. but like getting a manicure, having your hands and your feet tended to where they're cleaned up and like any hang nails, anything, just that process is an, an incredibly healthy thing to do um, for any person. It's not gender specific. It's just a great, it's, it's just like taking care of your manscaping or your beard or your, or your, or your hair. It's, you know, it's part of who you are and every once in a while going to a professional and getting all of that cleaned up and, you know, getting, you know, if you're going to go get your beard tidied up or your hair tidied up, you know, or any, anything like that, it's, it's all part of it. And I, I, I struggle with how to tell people to stop genderizing it, that it's, Ooh, you went to, it's, it's definitely something people can do for themselves regardless of gender. Um, and it's something that I appreciate when people do for themselves because it's just that little extra, I'm going to take care of myself when I can. Not everybody can afford it. Not everybody can do it all the time. I, I, I know someone who goes every week to get her nails done and I don't understand that. 
but like once every six weeks to two months I go yeah. I get my toes, get my hands done. It feels a little pretty, get my eyebrows done. There are gentlemen who come in and get the same thing, like the same kind of grooming. So I support this and love this so much that you guys did this. This is, this is a great way to just kind of, you know, give your body like a little, a little respite, a little extra love and, you know, to get a little sassy. I, I dig it. Well, so to be fair, I don't know that, um, I think it's the nail polish that's the issue, right, Dave? It's not so much getting a manicure that would be such an issue, like taking care of your nails. No, 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 not at all. Okay. Take care of yourself that way, yeah. It's a, it's I, I'm a nail very polish. old school. Well, there's two things. I'm very old school like that. Yep. That's and number fair. two, I don't like people touching me. That's oh, that's fair. That's totally I, fair. I cut my own hair. I do. I don't even like going to the doctor for a routine exam when oh. they're like checking my glands, doing any of that stuff. I, I, I restrain myself from getting angry because I, I do not like people touching me. You're really going to hate the, the prostate exam then. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> turn your head. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I'm going to overcome that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how does this so, how does this work with your wife? I just want to know, Dave. <laughs> Without so, going into too many details. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I'll keep it very. This generous. show is taking a turn. That's right. <laughs> so this is the sci-fi. Di- this is the sci-fi diner health channel. Welcome. Yeah, health channel. All right. I love it. So how we take like, care of our bodies. My kid can come up and hug me. I have no problem with that. My wife can hug me. All those normal those signs of affection are fine. I have no issue with that with them. I can shake. I'll shake people's hands, fist bump, hug people. I, I don't that I don't care about. That that's okay for whatever reason. But every now and then, when she wants to really push my buttons, she'll come up to me and just start under my chin or something, or just. Mm. Touching my face, and it's like, get your hand away from me, woman. <laughs> you know I don't like this. Oh, bless. And my kid will do the same thing, just to torment me. And they've gotten to the point where they know the limit before I get angry, but they just love to. <laughs> I completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. That's totally a thousand percent fair. Yep. Yeah. Totally. But nah, do what you want. I really don't care. It's it's one of those. You got the freedom to do it. I got the freedom to laugh at you. <laughs> it, it, it's just <laughs> you know. This is not something I. Just so you know, like I'll no, I'll probably go get a manicure same. again. It's not something I'm looking at. Like, well, two weeks, right. my nails are chipping. Got to go in. You know, right. it's just the way it is. But. I think it's. A go, I love it. Yeah, love even it. going to the chiropractor can be a a, a strain oh. for me. Oh, is it? Is that pun oh, intended? Okay. Uh, no, but actually works well, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. But yeah, you just uh, trained from that chiropractor to work on me. So, uh, yeah. So but. circling back to where we started. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, Farpoint is at the Double Tree Pikesville, which is it's like across the street from where the old Delta was, wasn't oh, yeah. it? That might. That's be. a nice one. Our show, friend, show of the. Friend of the show, um, Frasier likes staying there. Oh, yeah, he does. 
Yeah. I believe I believe that's where he and his lovely wife Heather like to stay. Yep. Uh, that close. That's good. Eight five zero two three. Um. Oh, that's two weeks before Nerd Cruise. Oh yeah, the Joku Cruise, right? Uh, oh, I'm not gonna be okay. So, don't make the hotel reservation. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> I don't. Well. Like, I'm of the mind that I need to be very, very mindful of. You never know where you... There's still COVID out there. It's not everything is perfect. And I want to go on this cruise. I didn't go this year because I had the bathroom remodeled. And quite frankly, getting the bathroom remodeled, I really need this vacation. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, we do need the the bathroom remodel. There was something else. Oh, Miles. Big event in your life, martial artist of the year. (gasps) That's so exciting. Yeah, for your... uh, That's awesome. It is. It was fantastic. Yeah, uh, that that was a very humbling and and gratifying experience. So we we need to see the katana, whatever it was, the sword. Do you have it nearby? Uh, Just give give me 30 seconds. Ooh. Yeah, wax this, on, he, man. He got, yeah. <laughs> wax on, wax on. You know, it was, it was. See this black smudge right here? This was the Randy Jackson from American Idol signature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my. That's amazing. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome for him. He's, he's working, he's been doing martial arts for years. So it was a neat thing for him. So. That is so cool. But if you go to his timeline, those of you that follow Miles, you can see video of that. On his Facebook page, so I might have to go back and take a peeky peek. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of really cool. But I just the sword, like I think it's etched with his, it has his name on it or something. I forget. I didn't that's look at cool. it, but yeah, I just want the sword. I don't want to. I don't want to work for it. <laughs> just give me the sword. I don't want to work. Wow. For it, but... When did you become Gen Z, man? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, look at that thing. I and I I I know what I said. Yeah, I know what you said too. I mean, oh yeah, look at that. It's backwards from my perspective. I don't know if you guys. It's it's right, right. And it says it doesn't say second second Dan. Is that what it is? Second Don, Don. second degree black belt. It it, when when I filled out the paperwork, it asked for my rank and title. I mean, I I, you know I've been called a sensei by. Our Lee Sheehan, so I guess I can call myself Sensei. But um, wow! Uh, but yeah, I'm in, I'm in a local Hall of Fame, which you know I never thought I'd ever see happening. Yeah, which dude, is awesome. So cool, and it shows so, a level commit. It shows a level commitment that many Gen Z people do not have. Sorry, Scott. I, I mean, did me a big favor by taking the like the, the video of it and editing it. My induction uh, part. Me getting inducted, so I don't know if you saw that on Facebook a while back, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go back, video. And look. I to go back and look at that, yeah. But it's beautiful, so, I mean, it's sort of beautiful, photos. so That's but so uh, cool. at the time we were, we were supposed to get rings, also, um, they weren't available yet, but uh, I got, I got a ring, <laughs> yes, fantastic. So it says, uh, old, old, old and new warriors hall of fame, you know, on the side, but uh. Uh, and, and as a tournament, I competed in a tournament the, the day after, same school that had this. Uh, so, um, well, yeah. I, I, so I got took a little hardware home. That's awesome. Yes. 
Dude, Fantastic. that is amazing. That is. It's so, great. So this this is this is my midlife crisis. <laughs> I'm putting myself in there, there, there are there are there, there are worse ways to spend a midlife crisis. Just saying. There are stupider things I could be doing right now. So it's, I, I tell myself that. <laughs> you could you could be getting your fingernails painted. Look at that. <laughs> you could be doing that, and that would totally work. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I'm letting a back black belt come at me and see if he can he can get me. And I gotta get him before he gets me. So. And these are people your age or younger? You Well, usually I'm competing against um, guys around my age, but sometimes I'm competing against younger guys. And that's, you know, I've had some success and, and, and some failures with that. Usually, sometimes the younger guys are faster than me. I've been trying to get in shape just so I can be a little faster. I've been going to the gym since July doing a little cardio and um, mobility just to, um, I've, I've dropped off 15 pounds since I've started nice. doing it. Um, nice smiles. But, uh, um, you know, I'm not done yet, but, uh, this last tournament I, I, I competed and I felt, felt a little better. I felt like I could move a little better. I only, I didn't win my fight, but, um, I still felt better doing it though. Um, so. yeah, when, when they match you up, it's based on ability, not specifically age, right? It depends. I mean, it depends on how, how many competitors you have. Uh, in my situation, there's enough people in my age group that I can compete against. Um, sometimes in sparring, I might be fighting guys 10, 20 years younger than me. Uh, That's good. Whoop Junior's ass. And, uh, um, Suck it, Gen Z. So <laughs> it, 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 it depends on how many competitors are there. Uh, we had a situation. Since, since I'm a black belt, I'm also judging. I'm, I'm a car judge. In a lot of these, and we, we, we had a guy who he was like 16, 17 years old, black belt. He had nobody to spar against. Um, so the decision was made. Okay, we're we're gonna get, we're gonna put you in an exhibition match just so you you, you get a sparring match in. Uh, but um, it just it just it just depends. Not not all, all all tournaments do things a little differently, and it depends on the availability of uh, competitors. Cool. That kicks ass, hey. Miles. That's awesome. I'm gonna hop in the elevator real quick, but I'm just, if I lose you, I'll, I'll as soon as I can get a signal, I'll, I'll hop back on the call. Sounds good. Okay. All right, well, we should probably uh, we should probably get rolling, right? Cool. We should probably make a show. That's uh, that, that. I mean, I mean, after all, I mean, we've been kind of making the show. This is going to go at the end. So just talk about a cold open. That's I like know. Yeah, there we are. It works, right? Right. 